This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunnatal. Back in with you guys for another show for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8 a.m. update for you guys, giving you guys all the latest Arsenal transfer information, breaking it down, trying to make some sense of the chaos that we do every single day. Episode 64 of uh, the transfer window so far. It's been a long window and uh, still no signings, still still none, still waiting, still ever patient. Uh, if you could drop a like on the video appreciating that patience, I would appreciate it massively. And of course, if you're new to the channel and you want to get up to date on all the latest Arsenal transfer news, breaking down specific transfer targets with the help of experts and uh, journalists, etc., then please make sure you drop a subscription to the channel as well. Without further ado, good morning and uh, let's crack on. Let's get straight on with it and talk about our first story, which is a departure. Uh, and it is that Matt Smith, uh, one of our youngsters, has left uh, on loan uh, this season to Doncaster Rovers. It is just a straight loan, as far as we're aware. No options, no nothing like that. No fees involved, no selling clauses, etc. It's just a, a dry loan is the word I saw being used yesterday for Matt Smith. He's uh, going to be off to Doncaster, which is where Tyrese John Jules spent uh, last season as well. So hopefully it can be as successful as it was for him, although Tyrese John Jules did spend quite a lot of last campaign injured, and hopefully Matt Smith... Uh, can build upon uh, how he played at, I believe it was Charlton at the end of last season as well. So, and uh, didn't get too many performances. So, hopefully, you can get a fair few this time around. And, and you never know if he has an amazing season, who knows what the future holds uh, for him <laughs> in next season. Uh, let's move on to uh, the main kind of players within the squad that are looking at possibly going. Now, Reese Nelson, Eddie, and Ketty remains the Maitland Niles have indeed been made available by the club for sale. And Ketty in particular is. Uh, garnering quite a bit of interest from a number of clubs by Leverkusen, etc. There's a couple in the Premier League as well. Reese Nelson, we are yet to kind of hear any formal interest from any kind of Premier League club. There was previously interest from Olympiacos. That would be a bit of a strange move, I think, if he was to do that. With Ainsley Maitland-Niles, again, uh, we are still waiting to hear of kind of any official clubs really uh, interested. I wouldn't be surprised if there is growing interest in the number of weeks that, that move on from here. All of these guys have just two years left on their deal besides Eddie Nketiah, who just has 
the one. Um, and of course, that runs out at the end of this season. Uh, but Nelson and Maitland-Niles having two years left on their deals means that we can hopefully get a decent fee should we uh, manage to sell those guys. Eddie and Ketia, I think you'd be lucky to get more than 10 million quid, to be honest. But we will see whether or not Arsenal can garner any more than just a few quid for any of these players. Moving ahead to our next story, which is something that I know a lot of you may have seen yesterday, and that is regarding Alex Runnison. Uh, the Icelandic goalkeeper was, of course, brought in as a backup at the start of last campaign, but ultimately wasn't able to impress and was pretty poor the entire time. Anyway, uh, Ege Engin, uh, who is a reporter, I believe, based in Turkey, um, reported yesterday, which has now been confirmed by the likes of Charles Watts, etc., um, that Runnison will be leaving for Turkey side Alte Spore. Now, this was, there was a bit of confusion about whether or not this was permanent or whether it was a loan. Uh, Chris Wheatley confirmed on his Instagram that this is expected to be a permanent move for Runnison. Nothing about a transfer fee, nothing about selling clauses or buybacks if you wanted those to be involved. And uh, it looks like Runnison's time at Arsenal is very much going to be gone, um, which, you know, is completely fine. I have to say, that whilst I I believe him to be one of the worst signings we've ever made, it isn't his fault at the end of the day. He was recommended by a goalkeeping coach in Iñaki Kana that really did not have a clue uh, as to the kind of the level of goalkeeper that we were clearly looking at. And it was a big, big mistake. Uh, and it's ultimately probably had a really big detrimental impact um, to, to his career. I mean, he was at Dijon in France playing... Uh, Liga football and um, so the fact that that's that career ended so he could become a backup at Arsenal and now is going to be off to Turkey um, it's I think is a real bad move for his own career so I do feel for the kids I have to be honest but fingers crossed he can uh, you know he can turn around and uh, and get his career back on track but fingers crossed that happens because I do feel for the kids because I think he was been put into a really impossible situation at Arsenal not good enough by a long long way um, but uh, but yeah, I think a really poor, uh, a, really, a really good example of poor recruitment and, and poor management from that part. Uh, moving on to uh, another goalkeeper that Arsenal interested in is Neto, uh, the Barcelona keeper. Now, if you haven't done some research into what's happening with uh, Barcelona this summer, please, I implore you, do it. Because one, it will amuse you greatly. Uh, and two, it is very interesting. Um, to find out whether or not uh, they're actually going to be able to, you know, cope with a season next year. They need to get a hell of a lot of wages off their wage bill, do Barcelona, and that's why they are panicking to try and get rid of players like Pjanic, players like Umtiti, uh, to get them off the wage bill, Coutinho as well. And that's why players like Neto are certainly being made available um, to, to leave the club. Now, Arsenal are looking, of course, for a backup goalkeeper. Neto has been a backup goalkeeper for a number of years to Andre Stegen. Uh, Mark Andre Stegen, I should say, and uh, he's a very decent goalkeeper. I just there's a couple of things. One is a Kia Jarabjin factor as well, and the other is that he's a non-homegrown player, and Arsenal were meant to be looking at kind of your homegrown talent to be uh, kind of the backup for the moment to Bird Leno. Doesn't make too much sense. I understand that he's available. I think this is probably an easy link uh, to kind of bring forward. I wouldn't read too much into it at this point in time. Um, but what you should take from this is that if there are any good deals to be done in Barcelona, like we're seeing with Junior Firpo going off to Leeds, for instance, 
Uh, if we can go in for someone like Sergino Dest, that would be an interesting one. Or even taking Emerson off their hands would also be good. I don't imagine that to happen, but if we're smart, could be something that we uh, move to. Uh, staying with the goalkeeping area, Sam Johnston, uh, the West Brom goalkeeper, is certainly becoming more of an attractive target for Arsenal. Of course, he is English. He's with the England national team now at the Euros. Uh, therefore homegrown, available for a much cheaper fee than Aaron Ramsdale, said to be around the £20 million figure rather than Ramsdale's £30 million plus pound figure. I still find it odd that Arsenal are willing to spend that amount of money on a backup homegrown goalkeeper when you've got cheaper options out there like a Freddie Woodman, as I say quite a lot. I just don't really understand why you're going to spend the amount of money that it takes to get a a player kind of in that sense for that amount of money. I get that we want to get someone good in. We don't want another Runnison situation. I just think there are other options for homegrown goalkeepers that you could get for a cheaper price that are still very, very good. Um, but Arsenal seemingly are uh, interested in him and uh, maybe we can expect a bid from them. And uh, their manager certainly is expecting Johnston not to be at the club next season. The same is for that of Mateus Pereira, who uh, West Brom also expect to leave. Now, there's been no... Hard link with Arsenal and Mateus Pereira as of yet. Um, but the fact that he is being made available, or rather so that they are expecting him to move on, it does surprise me that we've not yet seen uh, a real strong link between Arsenal and Mateus Pereira, considering the fact that they are looking at attacking midfielders and goal-scoring midfielders, that which he is. 11 goals last season in the Premier League was a great return from a player that played in a very difficult side at West Brom. I would be very, very much happy um, and interested to look at Mateus Pereira as an option for Arsenal in that attacking midfield role. I think he's of a level where he's going to still greatly develop and greatly improve in the Premier League. And I don't think it would interrupt Smith-Rowe's development anywhere near as much. I think they could play together with Smith-Rowe in a wider area. Mateus Pereira can also play in a wider area too. I think it would be a really interesting signing. And the news is that West Brom are expecting him to be sold. So maybe it's something that Arsenal should look to consider. Moving on to another interesting one, Aaron Sanchez, uh, current, uh, currently in Peru, 18-year-olds. Uh, now, our preseason starts very, very soon. And uh, this is courtesy of someone in our Discord server, which you can join if you become a member. Uh, and some of the Discord server, I think it was uh, Tejas in the chat, it was indeed, uh, asked me about the Aaron Sanchez situation. It was something that I haven't chased up. Uh, very much at all of late. It went quite quiet. So I did a little bit of digging and spoke to Diego Montalva and the Peruvian uh, journalist that we spoke to on the channel a few weeks back. And he told me that uh, he will be joining Arsenal's pre-season um, this summer on a trial basis. Uh, and at the end of that trial basis, he will be, uh, it'll be decided whether or not they hand him an offer, basically. But he assures me that he's going to be there at pre-season. So whether or not he's involved in any of the pre-season games is yet to be seen, but he's going to be involved with training and, and getting into the team, uh, getting in and playing with the first team. So that'll be a great experience for him. Aaron Sanchez, if you want to know a little bit more about him, we did uh, do a show uh, dedicated to him. And if you remember the site CE, uh, CIES, or a, a statistical-focused site, of all of the players born in the year 2003, he comes out in a, a really high group of players, along with the likes of Jude Bellingham, etc., and is in comparative kind of upward trends of development as those players. He is exceptionally highly rated. Um, but, of course, playing in Peruvian football, it is sometimes disco it's discord. Sometimes it's difficult to judge kind of their comparative quality to how they would react to some of the better players 
uh, in the world. And so giving him a trial period at Arsenal will certainly provide them with that. But he is very highly rated and I'm assured um, by Diego Montalvin that he is going to be with Arsenal this preseason on a trial. So it'll be interesting to see how that one moves forward. Moving on to Manuel Locatelli, uh, the man that doesn't seem to want to come to Arsenal, but all of Arsenal want to see him come to Arsenal. So it's a difficult situation, this, because we know that Juventus are clearly his priority. Uh, Sassuolo are scheduled to have another meeting with Juventus very soon to discuss this transfer. Uh, he, I mean, that's the player that Juventus wants to bring into their midfield. Um, and that basically really complicates things for any interest that Arsenal have in the player. However, there was news that came out of Italy yesterday that Arsenal had made uh, another offer towards Sassuolo for the player. I think that Arsenal are more than capable of, of doing the deal in regards to the financial side of things. I just don't think Arsenal are capable of convincing Locatelli to choose Arsenal over Juventus. Juventus are a bigger club. They have Champions League football. They'll be competing for the title next season, as you would expect. Um, they've got Massimiliano Allegri coming back in, which is a huge pull for players as well. It would be a staggering turn of events to see him turn down a move to Juventus or for that move not to happen or for him not to wait for Juventus and then come to Arsenal. I would be absolutely shocked if that was to happen. As we always say, Italian players tend to stay in Italy. It is usually a big surprise when you see players like Jorginho, Zappacosta leave. Um, and it's usually only when there is an Italian coach, as there was with Maurizio Sarri and Jorginho. So um, I would be shocked if Locatelli came to Arsenal. But that is the update that supposedly Arsenal have improved or made an offer uh, coming out of Italy yesterday. Uh, moving on to our second to last story on Sambi Lakonga, the update on him. Uh, I spoke with PJ Kalkun, who uh, writes for HLN, who are the uh, outlet that actually broke the story in the first place, along with Christophe Terrer, who I'm sure you're very much well aware of on social media. I spoke to PJ yesterday. He says that um, the reason why he's not in the squads, uh, he's not going to that preseason camp with Anderlecht in uh, Alkmaar is because he's very much waiting for this deal to Arsenal to complete itself. We told you, I think a couple of days ago, that Lokonga was named on a list of players meant to be going off with Anderlecht to Alkmaar on their kind of uh, pre-season five-day trip. He is not going to be going. And uh, whilst I said, and I asked PJ and I said, does, it, does that mean it's done? He said, no, it's not done yet. Um, they're still kind of sorting out the last couple of things, but it's basically, it's very close. Um, so this is one that we can feel, again, uh, more and more confident about as the days go on. So stay patient. This one should be happening. Try not to overhype him. I know that we have a habit of doing that. Um, but uh, but yeah, look forward to seeing uh, how what Lukonga can do next season. Uh, ben White uh, is our final story of the day. Yesterday, interestingly, there were rumours that Chelsea had entered the race for Ben White, along with, of course, plenty of other teams that have got an interest in the player. There has been no other bids for Ben White other than Arsenal's bids so far. Uh, Everton, uh, the, the, the bid around that one was an intriguing one. Apparently, they'd moved quite quickly and got into talks with him, but... Still no confirmation of a genuine bid from Everton has, has come out and, and been made official so far. It was purely rumours from some questionable sources. So that one has not necessarily taken place. Uh, and we're told that Arsenal are still very much trying to nail down a deal and, and work out with Brighton uh, the structure of, of how they can convince them to accept their £50 million bid. Uh, Duncan Castles reported that Arsenal offered more money now up front of that £50 million and a different structured system for the payments. 
For me, I'd rather they just went and, and got it done at this point. Get the player in, stop messing about with this, add the extra five mil on. I understand it's a little bit cut and dry, but Arsenal need to be a bit more ruthless in this window. It looks like we're going to be able to make a fair chunk of money from player sales. And I'm not saying that we should just waste five million getting this done, but he's a highly rated player. There's a lot of other clubs that are interested and that they will pounce on this deal should Arsenal dither with it and, and not be able to get it done. So... Arsenal need to be more proactive in this movement for me. They need to be getting this done uh, as quickly as possible. I wouldn't say that Arsenal are being slow this market, especially when you consider the amount of business that's going on, the links that we're seeing with players. I don't think this is the right time to say that they're being slow, but I think it is certainly a period to start saying, look, just get these deals done because we need to get them over the line and get them into pre-season as soon as feasibly possible and that is all of today's news uh rounded up for you guys so please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new we now move on to the final part of the show which as always is answering your questions in the chat box um so starting off with uh fung who says hey tom uh would uh, it be outlandish to get both nevej and basuma this window with lakonga as a backup to Basuma. I think Lukonga would be more your backup to Neves than Basuma. He's more of your centre midfielder than your number six for me from what I've seen and heard about him. Um, is it outlandish to say to go and get both? No, of course not. I think they're players that are in within a, within like reasonable price ranges of around 30 to 35 to 40 million pounds that Arsenal could go and get both. It may mean that you're restricted in how much money you spend at right back or attacking midfield, etc. Um, but going out and adding quality to your midfield is never a bad thing. Um, so giving yourself more options and quality options at that is never going to be an issue. Uh, opinions on the new set piece, uh, coach. Yeah, Arsenal have uh, brought in a new set piece coach. Um, I was just reading this story before we came on. Gonna, here we go. Um, so according to Charles Watts, assistant first team coach Andreas uh, Georgeson has left Arsenal to join Malmo. Um, now, whether or not that's, you know, Arsenal have moved him on and he's immediately got a job, we don't know. Um, so uh, obviously Arsenal were defending set pieces quite well last season in fact I think they had the best record at defending set pieces in the whole league however they had one of the worst uh, set piece records scoring them and so obviously Arsenal have maybe moved to change that and we've been uh, we've now brought in uh, Nicholas Jova uh, who comes in from Manchester City and of course someone that I'm sure Mikel Arteta knows very well from his time uh, at Man City. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're in a situation whereby we were conceding very few, scoring very few, and we've tried to address that. So, fair enough. Um, Wesley says, Tom, do I expect Joe Willock to stay at the club? There's been no indication so far that he's going anywhere. There's interest in Newcastle, which we know, but they haven't moved to make a bid. They haven't moved to get a deal done. But we've also heard absolutely nothing from Arteta recently about anything. Um, so, we're a little bit out of the know in regards to his own future beyond all that we're told about there being interest from Newcastle. I think it would take a sizable bid for Arsenal to consider selling, or I hope it would anyway. I want to see the kid give it a chance, to be honest. Uh, let's see what he does. Let's see how he can play uh, this season. I am very wary of what happened with Maitland-Niles last year and not selling him to Wolves, where maybe we could have made a good deal. But I think for me, Joe Willock is a player that uh, deserves an opportunity based off of a, a really good loan spell. And we need goals from other areas, and he seems to be able to bring that in the Premier League as well. Uh, John says, uh, Madison progress? None, mate. Absolutely none. It was We talked about this yesterday. Uh, we kind of explained how 
uh, Arsenal have a list of players that they are interested in, that they have, uh, that they would look to sign in the summer. And Madison is clearly on that list of players. Now, it was obviously reported initially by the AFC Bell that Arsenal were interested in, in Madison. And because that report, whether it was well-founded or whether it was a guess, no matter what, obviously it turns out that Arsenal are indeed have Madison on their list of players they're interested in because it was then confirmed by the likes of Chris Wheatley, etc. Um, but all of those reports basically came out because of that initial positive story about Madison. Nothing's happened since then. So there's been no news because Arsenal haven't moved on the Madison situation. They haven't firmed their interest into a bid, into talks, into inquiries. Nothing has happened. All of those ITKs that are out there saying that Arsenal had made a bid for Madison just jumped on the back of the hype about Arsenal being interested. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing in regards to Madison so far. Could it change? Of course it could change. Of course Arsenal could still go out and make a bid in the future. I would be very surprised because I don't think Leicester are going to let Madison go for anything less than upwards of 65 to 70 million quid. So we'll have to wait and see and follow that one. Uh, Miguel says, since Hakimi is basically a PSG player, how likely do you think it will be that Bellerin uh, replaces him? Now, there are indications that Inter Milan certainly are interested in Bellerin being uh, Hakimi's replacement. They know he's available. He's a solid right back that would do, I think, really well in Serie A, especially how he works going forwards. So I think he would work in a right wing back role as well with how uh, he can not necessarily focus too much on the defensive responsibilities. However, the news was that Inter Milan, should this be true, want him on a loan with a option uh, to buy, which is the worst situation for any kind of selling club because it gives you no guarantees about incoming gives you nothing whatsoever so for me uh, I would if I was Arsenal be only saying look here's the price which we imagine to be around the 20 million euro mark um, and if you want him you got to pay it do I think Inter Milan can afford to pay 20 million euros yes they've got a lot of money coming in from Hakimi however the situation with their owner Suning uh, means that their finances are not in a pretty place uh, so we'll have to follow that story there is other interest in Bellerin we know from Villarreal from Sevilla from Atletico Madrid depending on if Trippier leaves so we'll have to wait and see and see how that one develops uh, Pablo Mira says Tom uh, what do you think about Paqueta of uh, the Brazilian central midfielder he was highly rated back in Brazil and is having a brilliant Copa America again scored yesterday for Brazil in their 1-0 win over Peru. He actually was brought in to Leon with the mindset of he would probably be the central midfield replacement for Hussein Awar should he leave. Awar didn't leave and they played together and Paqueta was certainly the better of the two last season for Leon. So it's, a, it's an interesting one to, to look at the player that was obviously previously linked. I think was it a Roma um, prior to moving to, to Leon. So Maybe it's one that Arsenal should look at, Pablo. But yeah, he's he's really developed and, and done exceptionally well. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, do you believe in the 30 million valuation? Does that price surprise me? Yeah, it surprises me a bit. I thought he'd be higher than that. However, he does only have one year left on his deal. Um, do I, It's an interesting price tag considering how highly rated he is. But maybe that is because of conversations that have taken place between Camavinga and Wren and his desire to leave the club this summer may have changed and been become much more kind of wanted. 
And so that's why uh, they now just want to move him on and get what they can for him with a year left on his deal, risk other than risk losing him for free. 30 million to Ren in a situation where the media pro thing with, with Liga clubs has, has damaged them massively is huge for them. So uh, if they can sell him for a very decent price, they will. Do I think that the tweets I've seen coming out saying like Arsenal could be going out and spending 30 million on Camavinga, but instead we're spending 50 million on on Ben White are level-headed. No, I don't. I think that's absolutely ridiculous to be tweeting things like that, considering that Arsenal are just not able to compete with the Champions League clubs right now for players like Camavinga. So it's not a simple case of saying we could have got him, we're going for him. It's ridiculous. It doesn't work like that. It's just removing context from the situation. It makes no sense. Thank you, Pablo. I really appreciate you upgrading your membership, fella, and uh, always a valued member of the group and our man on the ground at the Emirates should there ever be a, uh, another protest. Uh, Stephen says, with Runnison uh, leaving, will we be promoting one of the academy goalkeepers? Now, we assume that Arta Okonkwo was meant to be signing a pro contract with the club. His contract uh, has now expired. He actually ran out at the end of June. We've heard nothing in regards to it officially being re-signed, but Charles Watts did uh, report that Arthur, Arthur Okonkwo uh, is meant to uh, be signing a new deal. Will that mean he becomes Arsenal's third choice next season? Who knows? We've still got other goalkeepers at the club, but you would imagine that's probably the, the route they are moving down should Runnison be leaving. So I would think that is the case. Uh, Sarvik says, I know you're uh, I know you're forgetting a younger keeper, but if it comes down to it, Ramsdale or Johnston, I mean, I'd pick Johnston because I think the price is a lot more attractive and I still think he's a very good keeper. So 10 million less minimum than Ramsdale, it seems to be. So I would pick Johnston uh, over Ramsdale, was it for me? But I think there's other goalkeepers out there. I mean, you look like Alex McCarthy. I think he's a a fine option as an experienced 31-year-old goalkeeper, has played backup, has played starter for Southampton. Why not go for someone like him? Uh, Adnan says, hey, Tom, uh, we need Casemiro uh, as a kind of midfielder. Of course, Casemiro has done fantastically for Real Madrid. Uh, a really good example of, of a club sending a player on loan with a buyback option. Um, and that's what happened. Actually, it's a really interesting story what happened with Casemiro and Porto and Real Madrid. Go read it. It's a really weird situation of when uh, Porto like paid the, the, what was needed to sign him and then quickly Real Madrid paid what was needed to get him back. It was really weird. Go read up on it. But I agree with you. I'd love someone of the quality of Casemiro playing that number six role. It would be perfect. But they are very difficult to find. So that's that's a bit of a tricky one. Ingar says, would you take Ben Foster as second goalkeeper? I don't think so. I mean, what, is he 38 now? Would I take him for his YouTube channel alone at Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> How old is Ben Foster? He is 38. So I don't think that's the best move. I would take I would have taken a Heaton for a couple of years, but I wouldn't have taken a Ben Foster. No. Um let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Tono says, Tom, do you think that some fans are overreacting to the Saliba White situation? Personally, I think it is good that we are sending Saliba out for a full season. Uh, yeah, we talked about a lot about this yesterday on the podcast. Uh, please make sure you go and catch up on that. It's an hour and a half chat of transfers and right decisions, wrong decisions with Drew, uh, John and Owen. So please make sure you go and listen to that. Um, but I, I think there is definitely an overreaction, 100%. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, there's been an overreaction to this. Do I understand the frustration? Of course. It's really annoying that a player that we've signed for 27, 28 million quid has been here for what will be three years and is still not been giving a chance at the club 
Uh, and I get that, but I also understand that he's played 20 games last season, 12 games a season before that, and 16 games a season before that. Give him a full season somewhere. Give him 38 games at a club this season and then bring him back in. I know some people might turn around and say, why don't we give him 38 games at Arsenal? It's just not realistic. It's just not a realistic thing to give him 38 games at Arsenal this season because, for me, we don't know if he can be a starting right-back. So to not bring someone in when we've lost David Luiz and for him to say, come in, and then say it's a risk and he fails and we're left with Rob Holding in to start again, yes, we had a very good defensive record, but I think it's worth giving him that full season somewhere else get him that, bring him back. However, there is a caveat with this, which is I feel if we do send him out on loan, one, it should be to a Premier League club, and two, it should be with a contract extension signed before to protect that side of things. But keeping him and playing him in a few games as a backup, I just don't think is is the right decision uh, whatsoever. Uh, is Onana going to Inter? I've heard nothing. I've not been really following the Onana story since it went very quiet on Arsenal, but all I know is that he shares the same agent as Hector Bellerin, so there were discussions with the agent about both Bellerin and, I imagine, Onana as well, but I don't know about whether or not that's taking place. Uh, Neil says, do you think it's fair to say that Arteta set expectations by saying we will do business early to have a full squad for pre-season? Yeah, 100%. I mean, he is naive in his trans in his press conferences. He says things that I don't think he. I think it's a case of saying something that isn't necessarily going to be followed through on, and it's just answering a question at the time. He's not experienced in press conferences. It doesn't surprise me that things that are said don't actually come to fruition. Yeah, I know it annoys people, but it just doesn't surprise me. Uh, they said they had a plan. Him and their do had planned out the window, and yet we're you know we're days away from preseason. We're still waiting for the first signing to be confirmed. So. It is what it is. Uh, well, fingers crossed we can see some change. Uh, Social says, uh, on you, do you think uh, we will find Nketiah a club this summer? Do you think he will go cheap in January or free next summer? I think he will leave this summer. My my prediction would be is that I think uh, he will leave this summer and, uh, and move to uh, Watford or uh, somewhere like that. I think that's probably where he'll end up. Uh, let's not spam the chat box, please. Uh, it's making sure that people are getting their comments in. Otherwise, you will get timed out. Um, uh, Rob says, the right-back rumours have cooled down. Do you think that means Ben White could be brought in as one? No, Rob, I don't think that. I think it's because Bellerin's not gone anywhere yet. I think as soon as we manage to sell Bellerin, you will probably see the links to right-backs resurface um, because at the moment we've got three. We've got Bellerin, we've got uh, Cedric, and we've got... Um, chambers. So until we move on one of those right backs, I don't imagine us being linked with a right back right now. So if you're worried about us not being linked with a right back, don't be be worried if we sell Bellerin and then there are still no links to right backs. That's when you can start to panic on that one. Um, ben White is more of a CDM than a right back. I think I trust in his abilities to play that sweeper role more comfortably than play a right back role. That's for sure. Uh, Arvin says, uh, "What are your thoughts on Kevin and Babu if Ke if Bellerin leaves? I believe he's homegrown. I, why would he be homegrown? I mean, I, I he's Swiss. I mean, I might be getting missing something, but uh, I don't know why he would be homegrown. Uh, in terms of, I mean, it might be because he played for a, a club that I'm completely missing. Did he play for Newcastle at one point? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. I'm going on the wiki. Did he play for Newcastle? Uh, he did play for Newcastle between 2013 and 2017. He's 26 now, so that's what seven years ago. You have to play for three years under the age of 21 if the year if it was the same. Um, 
I don't know if he's homegrown or counts, but he did play for Newcastle between 2013 and 2017. So if that means he does count, um, then fair play. I mean, it's a, it's a nice option to have if it doesn't turn out to be true. What do I think of him? I think that he needs to improve his consistency. Um, I definitely think that that side of his game needs to improve. At the, at the, I mean, at the Euros, he was eventually replaced by Vidma because there wasn't he wasn't giving enough defensively. He wasn't consistent enough in his performances. So I... I would, for me anyway, uh, be a little bit cautious. And to be honest, I think if you're going to go from someone from Wolfsburg that can play that position, there is a much younger German youth international that you should probably be targeting over Kevin and Mabu. Uh, I shouldn't need to tell you who that is. Uh, Alberto says, if we switch to a back five, can Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, stay to play right wing back or is he hell-bent on playing centre midfield? He does seem to be hell-bent on playing... Um, uh, on playing that centre midfield position, I'm I'm more than happy to move on Maitland Niles Mainsley. Move him on at this point. The, the, it's it's done for me. The, the the Mainsley era is is over. And I think based upon that interview that we heard him do, uh, I'm more than happy to see him move on from the club this season. Uh, Mark says, "What do you have? What do you have for breakfast after your right hand? I have breakfast before." Um, and it's not a greasy fry-up because we're on the diet ahead of the wedding next year. Uh, Miguel says, how unrealistic is Fabian Ruiz? I mean, it's it depends on your context of unrealistic. If, if Arsenal are willing to put down 50 million quid for a player, not too unrealistic. If Arsenal were only looking to spend 30 million on a central midfielder this summer, quite unrealistic. So it, it does very much depend on, on that. Ingar says, get Matty Cash and Villa as they're eager on our players. I, I doubt Villa would sell him uh, and not for a significant amount of money, uh, which they would probably invest a lot better than we invest our money. So uh, I wouldn't be giving Villa too much money on their uh, players right now, unless it's the likes of Grealish uh, and going and getting someone like that. Or Douglas Louise. I'm a big fan of Douglas Louise. Uh, Going to miss his cool penalty kicks, Tom. I am indeed, mate. I, I really am. Uh, flying fish for breakfast, says Dodo. Dearie me. Oh, it's been so long since we talked about flying fish. What a long amount of time it's been. Uh, good morning, Balaji. What are my thoughts on Neto rumours? Don't like him. Kia, Kia client. Don't want any of that Kia stuff at the club uh and uh, i want a homegrown backup goalkeeper i think that's the right choice for the team uh satya brat or satya sorry says uh tom rumors suggesting that arsenal want to give lacazette a one-year contract extension what are your thoughts on that that's absolutely fine um i think when arsenal are looking at kind of the areas they need to improve in the team this season it's in midfield it's in defense and there aren't for me now a lot of options out there that are worth going and getting in the striking department. I'm not sure Edouard's the right choice. Um, Andre Silva has gone to RB Leipzig. Alexander Isaac, Isaac has signed a contract extension and an improved buyout clause at Sociedad. Next summer, after a year of Lacazette and Aubameyang, and of course we've got Balogun in the first team squad unless he leaves, um, next year, I think, is probably the, the summer that you look for a striker. Aubameyang will have one year left on his deal. Lacazette, if he signs a one-year extension, will also have that one year left on his deal. We can reassess the options at that stage. We can even reassess in January, should we need to. I just don't think that the striking situation is really a priority this, this window. Um, things can change, of course, um, but there aren't strikers out there. Uh, yeah, Vishal Verkhorst is not the striker that Arsenal should be going for at all. Um, maybe if we were back in the like back at the start when we were looking at flinging balls into the box constantly, he's far too one-dimensional for me. 
he's of an age that it's going to cost us a lot of money and he's going to have no sell-on value whatsoever. So Veghorst is just not, for me, uh, a striker that Arsenal should be looking at whatsoever. Uh, Jamie, welcome to the show, mate. New listener says, here, are you worried about the confidence Villa are showing in Smith Rowe? I am worried. I'm not worried about Villa. I'm not worried about that kind of aspect of them bidding. I don't think Arsenal will sell. I'll be absolutely shocked um, if Arsenal sell. Um, what I'm concerned about is the existence of the bid from a club that are considered on a different level to us, one that is targeting at targets which are uh, slightly below where Arsenal should be targeting, which for me, Arsenal should be targeting top four. Aston Villa right now are top targeting a European place in general. And I know that Arsenal aren't even in Europe right now, but for me, that is kind of the levels that the two clubs are looking at. So when you see clubs of a lower level than us targeting our players... And it's not about arrogance saying they're a lower level. It's just that's the reality right now that that's concerning because it didn't happen previously. We didn't really see teams on a different position to us in the table and a different kind of group of, of teams push for some of our key and big players. That should worry you, but I'm not worried about Arsenal selling to Aston Villa. Certainly not. Uh, predictions for the semi-finals, uh, says Dan. Uh, I obviously I would love to see Spain go through because uh, you know me, I love my Spanish football. Um, but I think that Italy have just got far too much. I think Spain have ridden a wave of luck uh, a lot of this tournament and just don't have the quality. They also won't have Pablo Sarabia tonight because he's injured. Um, so I think that. Italy will probably win the game and win it more comfortably than they won against Belgium, to be honest. I mean, Spain have a good record against Belgium. Um, I think Italy have only won one of their last eight meetings, and that was in the World Cup 2016, in the round of 16, I think, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly. And, of course, Spain have had a decent record against them since then. But Roberto Mancini has got this Italy side playing a much better brand of football, a much, much better way of bringing in players into the team. So I would go with an Italy win uh, if you're a betting person. Uh, I, and obviously England to bring it home, of course. Um, early January predictions, says Drizzy. Wow, uh, I, I can't give you any January predictions, Drizzy. I really can't. Uh, Alistair says, Hlozek, uh, Adam Hlozek from Sparta Prague uh, in the Czech Republic. He was in the Czech Republic international team this year. Really exciting young player. West Ham are kind of the main team I've seen linked with him. We were linked in the past. Uh, gone quite quiet since then. Uh, but yeah, I'd definitely be interested in, in looking at someone of that quality of that age. I think it's a really interesting one. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, uh, some people are saying in the chat box, we should be looking for. If Arsenal could go out and get a Calvert-Lewin, then yeah, do it. Like That's a really good option. But again, I think it would cost you a hell of a lot of money and we'd need to move on Lacazette first. Uh, Malesi says, uh, hey, Tom, uh, watching from Kenya, East Africa. Yep, yeah, I know. Uh, Horn of Africa. I used to do a small module teaching about Kenya. Uh, what is your take on uh, Jeremy Doku, uh, the pacey Belgian winger currently at Rennes? Um, Rennes have a habit of producing some decent young players. Kamavinga, Osmana Dembele, of course, too. Uh, yeah, it looks a really great talent. Um, that's, I mean, obviously, you lit the place up against uh, against Italy with when he performed that amazing dribble. I genuinely haven't seen loads of him, so I can't comment and say he'd be worth whatever fee um, Ren would want for him. But Roberto Martinez cannot speak more highly of him. Um, and uh, I know he is a really well-liked and highly rated young player. The, the difficulty is, is that do we have space for a, a young winger at the club? Like you've got Martinelli coming through, you've got Saka, you've got Pepe. Do we have room for a, a young winger? I'm not sure, but if the player's good enough and it'd be a really good move for the club, then, you know, why not? 
Uh, Wagner says, give Lacquer a one-year extension and see him motor so it becomes impossible to let him move on. Uh, I see him and I see another Abamyang moving where he gets another two to three-year extension and we're looking to shift him ASAP. I hope that's not the case, Wagner, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if that did happen because it's happened before. Uh, Jose says, uh, how would Tavares uh, help Arsenal? Just wanted to know, as I don't follow Arsenal much, Basically, Jose, he is a backup to Kieran Tierney and, and arguably at right back as well, should we ever need it. We've got a lot of right backs. He's just coming in to be the backup. That's pretty much it. Um, there's a lot of reservations about his quality. So that's it. Uh, Anson says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Danny Ings? Uh, it's, it's not a bad shout, actually, Danny Ings. He's a very competent striker, very composed. The issue is, is that his injuries are so frequent and bad, I could never turn around and say it would be a smart signing to bring him in. If he didn't have the injury issues, I would be very open to that idea to, for Danny Ings coming in. 28 years of age, uh, I don't think it would cost you too much because obviously he's on a short-term contract um, and he's a very Premier League proven competent striker that would give you three seasons before maybe a different period of, of strikers being available. Um, and maybe that's uh, a better move. But I couldn't justify it because his injury record is just so bad um, that I wouldn't be able to risk it. But in comparison to, say, someone like Veghorst, who I think you wouldn't is not the right 28-year-old to go for, Danny Ings, for me, is a different case in point because he's Prem proven, he's, he's clinical in the Premier League, and I think he's of a style that would let him go for longer, and he's of a contract length that you could get him for a relatively cheap amount of money. Um, so... Yeah, but I wouldn't go for him. I wouldn't go for him because of his injury problems. So answer, I hope that answers your question. Um, Miguel says, when did you do, when you did the tactical breakdown on uh, Masrawi, he looked superb. Uh, if he can just stay healthy, would you like him? Masrawi, again, another player that suffers of injury problems. So yeah, he's an interesting one. Um and he's available for a, a, a small fee, so maybe he would be a good choice. David says, what are your thoughts on Tomiyasu, uh, the Japanese defender from Bologna? Not seen a single minute of football from him, David, so I can't tell you. I, I, I'm really sorry, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know much about him because I don't know anything about him. Um, I know Spurs won him. I hear he's you know, a, a highly rated uh, young defender, um, but I know nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing about him. So I'm sorry, but I can't tell you. If Arsenal get linked, and I did see a small link through the Italian media, but if that becomes a lot more formal, then I'll, I'll look into it a bit more. But other than that, I'm really sorry, but I've not seen anything on him, so I can't I can't tell you. Anyway, um, that's, we're going to wrap up the show there, guys. Uh, there's uh, so many of you tuning in. I know there's lots of you asking questions, but I've got to finish because I've got to start work at nine o'clock. Uh, keep your eye on 101 great goals for your content throughout the day. Uh, there should be some preview stuff going up on the Belgium-Italy games. So make sure you give that a read. Uh, I'll probably be back at some point this afternoon to give you guys a show. In fact, I know I definitely will be because there's the Arsenal Transfer podcast this afternoon. I'm going to be joined by some of our members. Speaking of which, a massive thank you to Miwan, uh, who has joined up as a new member. Thank you and welcome, Miwan. And I hope you enjoy all the extra perks that you get from becoming a member. And if you are indeed one of our expert members or TGT ambassadors, then you can join our Discord server as well. I'll see you guys this afternoon for the Arsenal Transfer Podcast. I'll be joined by some of the members uh, to talk through all of the Arsenal Transfer chaos of the day and beyond. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, join up as a member to help support the channel and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Other than that, it's been a pleasure and as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.